Darling, I'm writing to you tonight by the light of five mushrooms. That is an excerpt from a letter written by a war correspondent sent to his wife, uh, obviously during the war, and he's referring to one of the 75 different bioluminescent fungi species, which is just another cool thing that exists in this world, and it's just another reason to love everything. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the sixth episode of the Seeding Podcast. If you guys have listened to the previous episode, you know that Simone and I are recording two different episodes separately because of time management issues and all of those things. Um, but yeah, so just a heads up that this episode is going to be a lot of me talking, so tune in and let's get into it. <laughs> um, so this episode is about relationships between men and women and the impacts of celibacy. So naturally, I mean, the first bit of this episode, I want to be, I want to talk about relationships between men and women. And then the next little bit will be about my own personal experience with celibacy and the impacts it's had in my life and, and stuff like that. But I also think that naturally the two interlink very organically um so there's going to be a lot of like intertwining and overlapping between the two subjects which yeah is kind of obvious but um I kind of just want to start by talking about a recent trend not so recent I mean the last couple of years I would say a recent trend that's kind of resurfacing and definitely coming up in social media and everyday narratives of relationships between men and women and it's this kind of friction between men and women and these preconceptions and prejudices that we have around relationships with the opposite sex and obviously these kind of preconceptions and negative narratives have they're they're present on both sides right so with men we've got this narrative being pushed specifically on like social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram by certain actors or individuals whose names I won't mention because I don't want to give energy to that but these people are creating these narratives and also people are adapting them and everyday people in your life are kind of pushing these narratives of women being prized possessions, currency, only being valuable or respected if they're young and beautiful, um, degrading women who are sexually, or in their eyes, sexually promiscuous, uh, and the, these like kind of women-hating narratives, right? I've, I've really seen them kind of resurface um, within the male community on social media and also in everyday life. And then equally, on the women's side, we've got these like narratives of like radical feminists, like hating men and not trusting men and these narratives of all men cheat and um, even the concept of like icks, right? Like little things that men do that make you feel unattracted to them or make you feel <laughs> like grossed out by them or you know being embarrassed to even care for a man or love a man like these kind of narratives um 
I want to quickly discuss on both sides that these like women hating and men hating narratives speaking from a personal point of view as well like I am no saint I'm definitely engaged in these like I'm not perfect I've definitely you know like said some of these things and engaged in some of these things um but even from a personal point of view I can tell you that these are all rooted in trauma all narratives that are rooted in degrading men and women are have their roots in trauma that that's literally what it is like I think as a young man or a young woman you have you you base your perception of the opposite sex based on past experiences so all of these people that have these negative narratives of men or women all have been hurt by men or women right like whether that be early on in life by a father figure or a mother figure or later on in life by you know like a girlfriend or a boyfriend like they've been disrespected cheated on deeply hurt all of these things so they create these narratives these generalized narratives of men or women in their heads to like as a protection mechanism right so you have been hurt and therefore now you're gonna reject these people that could potentially hurt you again before they even have the opportunity to reject you it's like a protection mechanism which that within itself is super interesting because it's these protection mechanisms are a way of reclaiming agency over your life which is something maybe that you didn't have in those scenarios where you are disrespected or let down or um you know deeply hurt and um i do just want to say that it's not your fault someone else hurting you or leaving or um cheating on you or deeply deeply disappointing you it's not your fault it says nothing about you as a person and your personal character having said that it's super important to you know take charge of your life and do the healing that is necessary so you don't project this hurt onto other people um and you can see it a lot in relationships nowadays with people that are you know still suffering from these like preconceptions and um are projecting these modes of hurt onto their partner which is a completely different person obviously with a completely different set of values or whatever and by projecting this past experience onto this person you are I mean actively pushing them away but also actively like blaming them and creating suffering for them for something that they ultimately didn't do and if you I mean if you are listening and you are in a relationship and you know that that's something that you do like you know let this be let this be a reminder that, that your past is not a reflection of your future like people are so different and you know although the although you've been deeply hurt in the past like that doesn't have to be a reflection of something that's going to happen in your future I know it's a protection mechanism but at the end of the day like love conquers all and if you've found someone that you deeply resonate with and that loves you for who you are then um you should definitely definitely heal the parts of yourself 
that you know need healing and you know need to be looked at because of past trauma and I also want to take this moment to let people know that if you are single or actively working on healing yourself and stuff like that please don't buy into this idea of like oh I can only be in a relationship once I'm completely healed and once I'm perfect and once um everything is aligned and then I'm ready for love and then I'm worthy of love right because that's not true either like no one is perfect and everyone is always healing from something and going through something I just think that if you've found the right person who's willing to do the work with you and who's willing to go have these uncomfortable situations and conversations with you um then that's beautiful and I think you should definitely explore that as long as you know it's not a toxic environment for either one of you then I think that's a beautiful way of healing as well together it's healing isn't always something that you need to do by yourself it's also a beautiful way of coming together um as men and women as well like um and that kind of (laughs) takes me on to the other thing that I wanted to mention um was that men and women are so different just fundamentally they're very very different and there's so much that we can learn from each other and I feel like a lot of this kind of hatred or negative um ideas surrounding men and women is based off like a misunderstanding if we could just understand that we are just different people, we function in different ways and that's actually very, very beautiful because we can, like I said, learn so much from each other of in, in ways that we never thought we could. I think definitely, um, you know, relationships between women are very, very beautiful and the relationships between men are very, very beautiful as well, but we can learn so much from each other like women can learn so much from men and men can learn so much from women and I think that's such a I think it's such a beautiful thing and I don't think we should make it something negative and I don't think it should be something that we should argue about like who feels more pain and who who has it harder and who is more emotionally oppressed like it shouldn't be like that it should be sharing modes of healing and sharing modes of like how to deal with life and I think that's why yin and yang is such a like it's such a powerful concept because it's we still intertwine we still manage to exist as one even though we're fundamentally very very different and I just think that's such a beautiful thing and I think we should just accept that we are different and in that acceptance is love and I feel like at the end of the day that's all we ever really want um like you know just the experience of love itself in the purest form and I think that's why creating these negative you know ideas around relationships between men and women is like a self-protection mechanism because the person that was hurt or the past you that was hurt so deeply they just wanted love (laughs) that's all they wanted and you know they were let down or they were badly hurt and so they create these walls we create these walls 
around ourselves because like we we say it's a protection but I also just feel like it's a barrier that we're creating for ourselves like people always say it's like this kind of extended metaphor of like oh I've been burnt by the fire once like I won't be burnt again but then equally you know you could say like yeah you won't get burnt again but like you're never gonna feel warmth again if you're gonna completely stay away from the fire you know I think it's just finding a healthy balance between you know loving each other accepting each other having open communication and you know just accepting the difference between one another and the different ways that we operate and I think we should actually affirm men and affirm the women in our life and just tell them like how proud of them we are for like carrying out all these different functions and for being so different in such a beautiful way instead of tearing each other down and you know because I feel like we already do that enough within you know women tearing women down and men tearing men down because of you know weird ego things um I think at the root of everything it's just like love conquers all guys <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to say like there's so much hatred shed that there's so much like division everywhere in this world and specifically between men and women and I just think the most like any narrative that divides anyone isn't a good one because unity is the most beautiful thing and like togetherness is such a beautiful thing and I also feel that in within relationships whether it be platonic or romantic like you learn so much about yourself and about the world because the person that you're with teaches you so much so I just think guys we just need to stop hating on each other (laughs) and we just need to love each other honestly and I just feel like this is the perfect moment for me to move on to my celibacy section of this podcast and um I basically just first to kind of build a bridge between relationships between men and women and celibacy. I want to say that celibacy, not just in the sense of sexual abstinence, but also in the sense of no flirting, no romantic involvement, nothing. Celibacy within that sense is super constructive when it comes to healing yourself because you are like that distance from men or from women allows you to see them as the people, like for the people that they are, for the things that they stand for, rather than a romantic opportunity that could benefit your life in some way or could threaten your life in some way, right? Like just taking a step out of the romantic aspect of everything um, in regards to relationship between men and women, is so powerful for creating like a clean slate, like reconstructing the preconceptions that you've had about men and women in the past. Um, So I just think that's one of like the really, really beautiful benefits of celibacy that I've personally experienced. And I've kind of entered this path of celibacy for, it's been a while. And I think it's such a beautiful way of reclaiming your power and rewriting your narrative and taking agency of yourself, whether that be because you've had like a bad or negative experience with 
uh, like sexual encounters or just romantic encounters or just generally having a weird relationship to your body that you, you feel like you might need to heal. I think celibacy is so powerful in those senses and it also allows you to build a sense of self-worth and self-confidence outside of the realms of romantic possibilities or romantic affirmations from men or women because if you are someone um that has you know like a turbulent past with you know the opposite sex or romantic partners or whatever or even you know a difficult childhood where a father figure or a mother figure had a had a confusing part to play um within your childhood or a negative part to play within your childhood i think it's super easy one of the vices are to build your self-worth or self-confidence based off of male or female validation or um sexual encounters and and stuff like that so i feel that celibacy is a really beautiful way of kind of like re like i said reconstruct the the concept and of self-confidence and thinking like okay i don't actually need this outside validation or these outside romantic involvements to affirm my existence to affirm my happiness and my worth like and you find that it naturally just does come from within as cliche as it sounds like your happiness really really does come from within and if you are someone that is very dependent on other people romantically or even platonically like I feel celibacy is a really it's a really amazing way of realizing that you can truly rely on yourself because celibacy isn't just like I said it's not just about the sex part it's also about the romantic involvement and I know that a lot of people who have had you know traumatic past relationships they are very very intense they like they love so much and they they're very polarizing in the sense that they want to love really really hard but then when they're let down they're like filled with so much anger and so much hate and I think these kind of polarizing relationships can be balanced by celibacy and oh that actually reminds me because celibacy isn't just for you know people who are single (laughs) it's also a really powerful tool for people who are in relationships and they want to reconstruct and refigure out their relationships and the people that they're with because just think about it as soon as I mean if you have a relationship if the foundations of your romantic relationship are based off of sex I don't think that's a very stable (laughs) and like a relationship that that has a lot of longevity or sustainable love to it um because a relationship shouldn't just be about the physical part of things it should be the intellectual and the the deep love and memories and like the little things you know and I feel like it's a good way of seeing or not testing but like seeing where this relationship is going to go by temporarily adapting to celibacy and seeing that you guys can just spend wholesome time together without having to be physical um 
and I feel like maybe even in hindsight like you will end up talking more and being more involved in each other's lives emotionally and intellectually than just in a physical sense and then obviously maybe in hindsight you guys will be even closer after committing to this you know celibacy path and then coming back together and deciding that you actually are way more intimate than you were before because you've had these conversations because you've you've found attraction on a much deeper level and kind of going on from that point I want to talk about the importance of self-control because it's not just about you know like not having sex it's also about controlling who you allow into your life and who you think is beneficial and who you think is not beneficial in in the long term and I mean so and I have already said on so many different occasions that sex or sexual energy transfer is super super you know it holds a lot of weight to it and your body usually is more intuitive in that sense than your mind is like after you've had sex with a specific individual how do you feel genuinely think about how do I feel right now because if there is a sense of like emptiness or dissatisfaction or disappointment then that's something you really need to look at and it's it's not nothing to be embarrassed about either it's just it's about honesty and it's about honesty with yourself like is am I sorry am I giving my energy to someone that is truly worthy of it or am I just doing it as a means of escaping myself or as a means of distraction and I think again this really like links beautifully to Simone's um, episode on self-sabotage if you guys haven't already listened to it please do it's super powerful but I think self-sabotage is a very big factor as well when it comes to relationships or sexual energy transfer and stuff like that people have these past preconceptions of relationships like destined to fail because x y and z so they're bringing that into this new relationship and they self-sabotage because that's all they know and they're scared of you know not being in being in control so if you guys haven't already like i said do listen to that episode it's real good but yeah just before starting the q a i do just want to take this moment to say to everyone that's listening right now please do consider celibacy as a means of getting to know yourself better even just considering it you know as a means of getting yourself getting to know yourself better and getting to know men and women and their relationships better and just taking a step back and taking agency within your life and just you know there's so many different ideas and narratives and all of that stuff that's being pushed by social media and by certain actors and individuals and stuff like that that it's so easy to get wrapped up in all of these trending things and it's just I think this is a perfect time to just take a step back and just think what do I stand for who am I you know like who do I love what do I love and just remember that love conquers all guys we should just all love each other and support each other and understand each other and have conversations and learn from each other and yeah men and women are so beautiful in their own ways and I'm so grateful to all of the men and women in my life and all of the men and women that I have yet to meet who are going to change my life um I'm just I'm just very grateful and now we're going to move on to the Q&A section (laughs) okay so the first question 
is I'm going through a breakup and I feel lost. How can I find myself? This one, whoo, this is why I wanted to say this one first because this one is super powerful. And first of all, thank you so much, whoever wrote this. I'm sure you're listening. Thank you for being super honest because this is very, very, this is a very, very deep and raw thing that a lot of people feel, but a lot of people also don't admit while going through a breakup that you do just feel super lost, especially if it's someone that's been in your life for a long time. You kind of interweave your lives together and by breaking up or kind of cutting off that connection, you are basically being ripped apart at the seams. Like it's very, oh, that's very poetic, but like, you know what I mean? I think it's very easy to feel lost and you're not alone. You're There's so many people that after a breakup, they just feel very, very lost because a very big person in their life who defined and affirmed a lot of the things in your life and a lot of the things you felt about yourself um, is now gone and it's completely okay. It's fine to feel lost. And I think feeling lost is a beautiful way to feel because it's the start of something new. It's a way of redefining yourself and like you said, like finding yourself again. And I think that's such a powerful thing. And I think, you know, having gone through the breakup of, of many different relationships, not just romantic, but also platonic ones. Um, I can only speak for myself that time alone, like a finding a balance between time alone and time with friends and family is super crucial because it's also, like, it's a process of meaning making, creating meaning within your life again without this person. And doing things like it's the little things that are just going to mean so much to you doing doing things like going for a walk learning a new skill meeting new people like redefining or reconstructing certain things that you did with this person but reliving them by yourself can be a really beautiful way of being like yeah I can do this by myself I don't have to you know I don't need this other person to define who I am or affirm my existence. I'm capable of living by myself and existing by myself. So I just think, honestly, take some time for yourself and surround yourself with the people that love you. And it's just, remember, it's a process. It's not a linear thing. Like in our episode about healing, we talk about it not being a linear thing. It doesn't, you don't just feel nothing and then you're fine. Like it's, it's gonna come back and it's gonna come in waves, but just experience the journey. It's a beautiful way of rediscovering yourself and the things that you love and transforming into a different person, which is absolutely okay as well. You don't need to be the same person that you were like last year or the person that you were when you were with this person. You can be whoever the frick you wanna be (laughs) every single day. You have that choice, so. Um, I'm sorry that was a bit vague, but I hope you kind of get the gist of of what I'm saying. Um, Then the second question is, in terms of relationships, do you think there's different depths of love? I think this one's really interesting because um, my immediate, my immediate 
intuition or inner voice or whatever said yes because I personally know I've experienced different levels of love with different relationships that I've had or different people in my life that I've had but I don't know if do you know what I think it's just very very situational because hindsight is such a amazing thing to to think back on in terms of love and the love that you felt because obviously for example my first relationship I personally I mean in hindsight the love that I felt was nowhere near as deep as you know some of the other relationships that I've encountered but then in that moment that was the deepest that I was able to perceive at that time and maybe even in the future there's there's relationships that I'll have that will be even deeper I think it's just however deep you are capable of perceiving love in that moment that's how deep it'll go I don't even know if that made any sense (laughs) but I definitely think that yeah the deeper that you've felt pain even or the the deeper you felt anything you are able to translate that into love like like I said the deeper you felt pain the deeper you will feel love or, or happiness or satisfaction because the depths of that feeling like it holds space for for something else um, I don't even know if I'm making any sense right now, but it's it's making sense to me right now. So if if you guys resonate with this, then that's great. Um, and okay, I'm gonna take two more, which are um, how has celibacy impacted your love life? Um, well, I, I feel like I kind of already touched on the way that it's impacted the way I see people and then the way I see relationships in between men and women. I think celibacy definitely has impacted my love life in the sense of I have much higher standards now <laughs> than I did before. Like I I just refuse to settle for anything less than I know what I deserve. And the time that I spend with myself is so amazing and pure and wholesome and like loving and it just fills me up to the point where if my potential partner in the future um doesn't do that or or drains me of that then I don't think that's something that I'm willing to settle for if it's something that I feel like I have to settle for then I don't think that's something that I need in my life having said that obviously people go through ups and downs and it's not that I'm only here for the positives I know that relationships are you know a roller coaster of loads of different things um but I won't negotiate the way that I know I deserve to be treated based off of just having company. I think I'm absolutely content being by myself and I'm absolutely content not being romantically involved with anyone. Um, unless obviously, you know, in the future, there's there's someone that comes and, you know, make makes me feel amazing and gives me everything that I deserve. Then I think obviously I'm completely open to love. I'm completely open to unexpected miracles in my life. Um, and I think everyone should be you know, open to unexpected miracles in their life because any at any given moment, your life could change forever or someone could walk into your life or you could have a conversation that changes your life forever. And I just think that's very, very beautiful. I think everything is freaking beautiful. Damn, I need to... <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, last question. 
why does casual sex seem freeing? Okay, I now have to kind of put myself into the shoes of someone that would think that casual sex is freeing because I personally don't. <laughs> Just for, okay, no hate on anyone. Like I think everyone's allowed to do what, with their bodies what they want and they're allowed to experience love and sex in whichever day they want whichever day they want, whichever way they want, damn. I just personally, for me, can't engage, or will never be able to engage, we'll never say never, but I don't think personally, for me, I could engage in casual sex uh, for many different reasons. But the question is why does casual sex seem freeing? I think, I think it could be very appealing for people that want to feel love without the commitment if that makes sense like because at the end of the day you are you know having one night stands or casual sex it is an energy exchange of love you are being intimate and it's it's obvious that you're going to feel some form of like dopamine in your body and you're going to feel good while you're doing it obviously depending on what the experience is but usually like if you are into casual sex like in the moment it's gonna feel really fucking great and you're gonna feel a lot of intimacy and a lot of closeness that you otherwise wouldn't feel if you are like a single person or you are someone that doesn't isn't in a relationship sorry so I see how it could be freeing in the sense of also you being able to do what you want with who you want to at any given moment because you're not in a relationship and you want to just have these encounters as a, as a token of your liberation as a token of like yeah I do have agency over my body and over my love life I can do this and this and it's going to make me feel good and that's what it is so I think whoever wants to do that and whoever feels satisfied um with that then go ahead girl or boy like do your thing but just also remember how you feel after that's like the perfect dead giveaway of how the interaction or the energy exchange is when like if you feel if you feel good afterwards or if you feel like energized or um like a deep sense of like love or appreciation then that's great that's that's something that's for you and you just are one of those people that are able to have casual sex with no ties and stuff like that but if say it feels really good in the moment or whatever and afterwards you feel very depleted or taken advantage of even or even just disappointed or unfulfilled then I think if it's happened on more than one occasion I think you just casual sex might not be for you babe and that's okay too <laughs> um yeah I just yeah those were the questions I there's some there were some other ones but I am already at about half an hour of talking and I don't want to talk too much but um I appreciate everyone that messaged me in regards to this episode and just for the continuous love of the podcast it means so much to Simone and I and it just is amazing and I think just in the way of final words I just think we should all love each other (laughs) it just sounds so cliche but I think we should all 
now after listening to this episode go and affirm the men and women in our lives and tell them how much they mean to us and tell them how amazing they are at being who they are and standing in their truth and just being proud of yourself for ta- for being on this healing journey being on this journey of life experiencing and learning forever and always and just being opening and opening welcoming and open to everything and everyone peace and love guys i will catch you in the next episode Mwah.